Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to the kitchen table. We are about halfway through this series, a little bit more, looking at seven lies that really can trip us up in motherhood. And the last two weeks, we were talking about the live feeling like you're alone, that you're the only one in this. I loved what my friend Michelle had to say last week. You know, her story is so um, unique, and yet I imagine that each one of us can completely identify with, um, especially after this last year, um, we all can identify with feeling isolated and feeling alone and understanding the power of community. So this week, we're going to talk about the lie that says you're going to mess up your child, or you already have messed up your child. And even that lie, so I have older children, and the way this lie can come at me with my older kids is not only have you messed them up, but you've messed them up to such a point that they're beyond repair, like you just ruined them. And I shared a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to say it again. I believe that this lie, you're going to mess up your kid. And the lie, you are all alone in this, are probably universal lies. And I want to come alongside of you as your friend. I want to sit with you at this table. I want to hold your hand and I want to look you in the eye. And I want to tell you the truth. Your God did not make a mistake in making you the mama to your child or your children. He is not confused. He is not believing that you're going to mess them up. That's not his heartbeat. And this week we're going to look at it from a place of scripture. We're going to understand what the gospel has to say in motherhood about this lie that etches into our heart, a fear that says, if I do this wrong, I'm going to mess them up. And y'all, we need to kill this fear and this lie. We need to become so good at identifying the truth of what the word of God says to us as women and as mothers, that we understand the gospel and we have staked our claim in the gospel truths that when this lie rages against us, we can say no, because I know who I belong to. I know whose I am. I know who my child belongs to, and I'm going to choose to stand in his truth today, and you are not going to wreck me today with this lie. But y'all, it's hard. This lie is all around us. We sit now in a culture, it's, it's weird because I have had kids now for 22 years, 
And so my first crew of kids, basically, that are now 22, 20, 18, um, we really didn't have any social media for them. Like, in fact, we didn't. Oh my gosh, I'm just now realizing and putting it all into perspective. Like, I don't even know. I'm trying to think when I got like an Apple phone that had a, a system in it that was more than, anyway, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We were happier mamas back then. And it's weird because because I've been parenting young people for so long, and I have just seen this change happen where pressure has just mounted. Where when I was parenting my oldest two, Noah and Kendall, I was concerned. This lie hit me then. It definitely did. It definitely was knocking at my door and beckoning me, and I believed I could mess it up every moment of the day. I I could, I did believe that, but my only resources, my only ways to measure myself against anything were through books, through conferences, through, um, advice from maybe older moms. And then somewhere around my 12 year old being born, Somewhere around in there, it changed. All of a sudden, we began to see what everybody was doing all the time. And we could measure our decisions about how do we sleep train our baby and how do we potty train our child and how do we teach them to be kind and how do we raise them. I mean, there were, it was this massive proliferation It's a word to say, massive proliferation of opinion. And the enemy capitalizes on opinion to tell you there's an invisible standard that you need to meet. And if you don't meet that standard, you're going to mess your kid up. And you begin to get ravaged with the fear of, like, I don't know if I know it. I don't even know if I know what the right thing to do is. So we begin to seek out and lots and lots of opinions and look lots and lots of places and measure ourselves by everybody else and what they're doing. And I try really hard in the spaces that I'm on social media to speak from the point of view that says, I don't have the perfect answer. This is just what I have found is working. And y'all, let me be very clear There is no gold standard of motherhood. There is a God standard of motherhood. And it's not unattainable. The gold standard of motherhood is unattainable because it constantly is moving. There's something new invented. There's some new way, new method, new opinion, new expert. It's all new. It's all different. You're not catching up fast enough. That's the gold standard. But God's standard is absolutely given unto you and to me. So today we're going to break this down. We're going to look at some truth. We're going to, you're going to hear some of the ways this lie sounds to me. And again, we've said almost every week, the lie may not sound to you the way it sounds to me, but I want to help you become discerning of how it sets inside of your brain 
And you need to spend time asking the Holy Spirit to help you understand the lies you are believing. So this last year, these lies have really kind of even set up shop with a lot of us. I mean, we've had to radically change the way we school our kids. We Everything has been called under question of, are you schooling this way? Are you doing that way? Um, how are your kids learning? They're home a lot more. Are we? How are we feeding them? Are we feeding them the right foods, the wrong foods? You know, are they getting enough exercise? Because now it seems like all they want to do is be on their screens. And oh my goodness. We begin to believe that we're messing up our kids. And we begin to look at the snapshots from everybody else. And we compare our live reel, our live, to snapshots of others. And we hear the lie drumming into our head. You're not doing it as well. You're not measuring up. You can't do it. For me, this lie from the very beginning of motherhood was rooted in a belief that I should be perfect. And I, I get the fact that you may be listening and go, Bethany, that is dumb. Nobody can be perfect. I get it. And I would counsel you the same way. However, what we sometimes logically believe and what we emotionally cling to are different. And so for me, I had a hard time laying down the places where I sinned against a child, the places maybe where I was harsh or rude or selfish. I was over it with a kid, um, just wasn't into it with a kid. Like, like I would lay in bed at night and I would measure myself against the gold standard of motherhood. And I would not measure up. Because remember, it's always shifting. It's always changing. I would wound somebody's heart. I would speak terribly to one of my teenagers. I would, um, you know, not be kind in a moment. And I would be gripped with conviction, especially late at night. And would just run over and over in my mind. Oh my goodness. The way, the way I am mothering is messing up my kids. The years that I worked, I believe that that was messing up my kids. The years I didn't work, I believed other things. I mean, other things were messing up my kids. I believed, you know, there were times where it would dance through my mind. You have so many kids, you're messing up your kids. (laughs) They were, I mean... The enemy's going to catch you with this. So you and I have to say, okay, then what is the truth about motherhood? And what is the God standard of motherhood? And let's start there, filter our lives through the gospel. And then we're going to circle back out to the lie and say, so no matter if the lie sounds like the way Bethany hears the lie, or it just sounds like the way you hear the lie. If you're armed with the gospel, you're anchored in his truth, then you, I believe, will be able to take the lie that now you identify, filter it through the truth, and then you'll be able to stand confidently in the gospel 
when the, when the lie comes back to hit you again. That's the goal of today. So for me, my live performance is really wrapped very tightly against performance. I mean, my lie of being a great mom, like that I'm not measuring up, is, is really married to performance. Now I have a friend, it's not, it's not married to her performance. It's just more married to, I mean, maybe it is, but it doesn't feel that way to her. It, it feels more like she believes she just doesn't know what to do. Like she just doesn't know the, the right things versus me who maybe more believes I'm messing up my kids because I am just a terrible, like center mom. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that helps anything. And maybe just, that was just a bad thing to say, but there are differences to the way this lie looks. So, but we need to look at the truth. So we're going to dive into the gospel. So we're going to start with who God says we are. So Ephesians 1 and 2 are great passages of scripture that talk about who you are as a child of God. And for you, if you're listening and you do not understand what it means that Jesus died for you, you don't get following him. You don't, this is kind of sounds like a foreign language to you. Please reach out to me and I will spend some time one-on-one with you. We can talk on the phone, whatever you need to do, because I want this to be something. It will, Jesus will bring you peace in the midst of the utter chaos of everything of life. But if you are saved, you know Jesus is your Savior, then you need to know what that means. So Ephesians 1, Paul begins. He says in verse 3, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself. And we skip down to verse 7. It says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. For you and for me, we have been redeemed. That is the truth of the gospel where your performance is not the measurement of your worth as a mother. It's not the measurement of your worth in any way. As a woman, as a wife, as a mom, as a daughter, as a sister, as a friend, in no way is your worth tied to anything except the fact that you have been redeemed by Jesus. And because you are redeemed by Jesus, meaning that he died for you, he set you free from the bondage of sin, being trapped, you know, and what he did is when you were set free, the gospel says that what sets in place at that point is that he lavishes the riches of his grace upon you and upon me. There's forgiveness, full forgiveness. There is also um, a relationship you have been given later on in Ephesians 1. It says that you are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. He is a guarantee of our inheritance, meaning that you have been given the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and comfort and counsel you. He is your teacher to change you as you walk this out. Because just because we have Jesus doesn't mean we become perfect here on earth, right? 
Every one of us can go, yes, that does not work. But you have been called for a purpose here on this earth. And in Colossians, it says that Colossians 1 says in verses 15, I'm going to read you verses 15 through 20. He is the image, this is talking about Jesus. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities. So all things were created for him, were created through him, and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in your mind, doing evil deeds, oh, he has now reconciled you in his body of flesh to present you holy and blameless and above reproach. So when I began to fight this lie, that my performance mattered and that my performance was going to impact my children's everything. There was a couple things I was believing inherent to that lie, inherent to that lie. I am believing that I'm in control. So if I do good, good will come. If I do poorly, poor will come. But I don't, I don't want to, I mean, honestly, y'all, we don't want to own that. And praise be, we don't have to. So in that Colossians passage, did you hear what it said about Jesus? It said he is before all things and in him all things hold together. And that is a promise. That phrasing is a promise for your motherhood. Jesus holds your motherhood together. The sovereignty of Jesus, the sovereignty of God is declared in this passage. And God's sovereignty has fashioned your family. And when we begin to understand and root ourselves down in the truths that say he is before all things and him all things hold together. He is the creator of all things. All things were made by him and for him. Meaning for his glory, all things were made. Your family was made for his glory. God works to glorify himself. He is at work in your family. And he does not require you for your child to turn out well. He invites you into the process. And I say this all the time. I say it all the time in my writings. I say it all the time to myself. It is a truth that God has written across the soul of my being. Because this lie eats me every day. But God says to you and to me, I am inviting you into a holy, sacred privilege to walk with me Because I know that you, mama, surrendered to me, God, is the best equation for your child. But you know, there are lots of days that we mess it up. There are lots of days that we aren't surrendered. Because then that can become the performance we seek. Oh, then I got to be surrendered every single day and I just got to be perfect. And I'm telling you that God wants to set you free from that. And he invites you into a moment by moment, looking up at him, seeking his face, 
kind of relationship with him. You see, when I embrace the lie that my perform when, that it's about me, it's about my performance, that's dependent upon me, I am stealing from God's sovereignty. And I'm no longer surrendered to God. Instead, my focus is on me. I have become the end point. I have become the it factor. And I am in essence declaring in my motherhood that my motherhood is about me. And what I want you to understand is your motherhood is for you as much as it, as it is for your child. But it is for you because God is using your motherhood to change you, to refine you, to sanctify you, to make you more like him. And that process is a process that requires that you identify your sin, you identify where you've messed up, yes, and you sit with him and you measure it against the word of God and you repent and you seek and you receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers. And that you then tune in and listen to the Holy Spirit as he begins to say, and this is the way you should walk now. You see, it says, it says, for if we walk by the Spirit, meaning if the Spirit is alive in us, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us each day, that is an active daily moment by moment decision, which is inherent to that, into, into that implication by Paul is the fact that you're going to have time when you're not, but let us, let us keep in step with the spirit. And the way we do that is we recognize when sin is present. We confess it. We repent of it and we allow the spirit to work and to move. It will sharpen our awareness It will grow us deeper in our faith. Motherhood becomes about you only because it is for you. It is for your good and God's glory. And God is also at work in your child. You see, that's the other side of it is when I believe that I am the end all be all for my child. What am I saying? I'm saying I'm the most important piece in this puzzle. And what God is declaring is that he is the most important piece in this puzzle. And he is actively engaged in your child's life. And you cannot see all the ways he's actively engaged. But you can be a partner with him and walking surrendered to him to give that piece of your child's life puzzle a good piece, right? But I can testify to with a lot of my children being so worried and consumed and discouraged and like, oh, I've messed that kid up. What I did, it messed them up. They've got this or they've got that and they struggle here and they struggle there. And I think it's because of me. And you know what? There was a lot of my sin wrapped up in there and I had to repent and I had to go and I had to confess. But God is out ahead of that. And God is at work. And that is part of their testimony. It is part of their story. And they will be seeing God working and changing their lives. 
But for you and for me, when we begin to allow the gospel to be center and not our performance to be center, when we say, I want to see how am I God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus in my motherhood to do good work that God's already planned ahead of time for me to do. Do you understand that? Again, it's just another place that God declares, I have decided who your kids are, how this is going to go. And I'm inviting you to walk absolutely hand in hand with me. Surrender to me. It's the best equation. It will give you the best peace. I'm not asking you to parent perfectly. I'm asking you to parent surrendered. And when we parent surrendered, our hearts are at peace with the true peace of Philippians 4, the peace that guards us. Guard your heart, all your emotions. Guard your mind, all your thoughts. It guards you as you walk in your motherhood. Because there's a lot of days that feel very scary, hard, you don't know, you're not sure. And you think it's all up to you. And I just want you to know from one mama who's trying to identify this lie every place it wants to crop up, it is not up to you, but it absolutely, God is for you in your motherhood. He is for changing you. He is for you surrendered and he is for you confident because he is at work and you can be confident in him. Next week, you're going to hear from my precious friend, Pamela Hankelman. She actually has five grown kids. Like it's another one of my friends who has her kids all, all grown. And oh my goodness, we get into this. And it was such a powerful time for me just to talk to somebody who's gone through most of it. And motherhood doesn't end. You know, we, we hear that, you know, you have 18 years. It it kills me when I see it like on social media. Oh, you only have 18 summers. No, you don't. No, you don't. I didn't really talk to that. And I think we're going to talk about that next week with Pamela. But honestly, y'all, your time with your children as their mother is unlimited. It, It is only limited by you dying. So I am still very much in a mothering role with my adult children. And Pamela and I talked about that and it was so life affirming for me, but it's different. It's different. Yes, but it doesn't end. And so we get caught up. It's part of the lie that you only have 18 summers to do it all. You only have 18 this and 18 that. And if you basically, if you don't do it well, you miss it. And that is simply untrue. So if you're a mama of a 17 year old and you're like, you're hearing the drum beats of it's over, it's done. And you didn't know the right things at the right time. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stand in that gap as your friend. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to hold your arms up. It is not over, it is not done. And your God is at work. And you get to be that child's mama until you go home to glory. And so you keep loving him or her and you keep surrendered to God and keeping your eyes on him going, God, how do I mother this child the way you would call me to mother this child? And let me understand that everything in the past I have confessed, I have repented. You are at work changing me and it is done. 
You see, God is bigger. He's bigger. We put him in a box when we say it's all up to us. He is powerful and he is at work in our kids' lives. He loves them better than we do. So next week, I know you will enjoy what Pamela and I talk about. It's powerful stuff. It's so encouraging. But until then, if you want the template to put some of these scriptures down on, or if you need, if you um, even have a, a like a separate way that this lie comes to you, and you would like me to talk with you about that and go, well, it kind of looks like this, feel free to send me a message through my, in my website, I have a, like even an audio recording that you can put in. Um, it's called SpeakPipe, and you can just speak into it and it will record. Feel free to send me a message. Send me an email. Um, I would love to walk with you and help you stand in the truth of who God has called you to be as his workmanship, his mother, but also knowing that he is fully in charge. And he is, it's the God standard of motherhood. That's what we're following. Have a wonderful week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.